Charmed and Bubbly. So welcome to episode, where are we, 12? Featuring, recapping the Charmed episode, The Wendigo, which aired in the U.S. on February 3rd, 1999. Synopsis. When a hideous supernatural creature attacks Piper, she begins to make a strange transformation with similar traits to her attacker. Prue and Phoebe must save her by vanquishing the beast. But at night in the woods, how will they know for sure if it's the creature or if it's Piper? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I like this. <laughs> synopsis the best of all I read. There were some that, and I know it totally leaves out the whole Prue and Phoebe side story, but I felt like this story needs more of the synopsis than that story does. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Although no mention of Andy. There is no mention of Andy in this, which there were some that had that too, which probably I should have picked for you because there are some that were like, Andy had to do a stakeout at night with the killer. I'm like, yeah. I know. There's a lot that happened during this episode. So much happened, but... So, should we just start at the beginning? Yes. Okay, because I have thoughts. I know. <laughs> I'm watching the episode as it's playing out where Piper has the uh, the car issue, and she's going to change the tire, and she's calling her sisters. I had to stop it and say, oh, no, Janine's not going to like this. <laughs> There's going to be comments. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Okay, I'll tell you why I have comments, and I'm going to see if they parallel with I what you know. thought. <laughs> so as she's calling them, and obviously she has no idea what she's doing. She can't change the tire. She uses a wooden spoon to try to, like, turn the tire, which, of course, breaks. But I'm just like, why are they not going to get her? Seriously, if I was going... Obviously, she's supposed to be meeting them for dinner, right? They're waiting for the table. They just go sit down, like, oh, yeah, we'll just call her in 15 if she's not there. I'm like, no, she's stranded on the side of the road. You go get her. Why are you just going, oh, we're just going to have dinner now. Like, cool. She doesn't know what she's doing. Obviously, we're just going to leave her there. I was having major issues with that. So this is where two parts of me were like in Janine's head or what I think you'd be thinking. (laughs) I think first pass would be like, how inefficient are these girls? All they had to do was come, time saver, fix this, especially just go and do it. Because Phoebe is like, I dated a mechanic. It's fine. I know yes, what to do. Yes. And so that was one that was one thought in my head that you weren't going to like it. Okay. And also because Janine is not about like this helpless woman at all. So she was, I was thinking, okay, she's going to sit there. She's going to see that Piper's pulling out a wooden spoon and she's not going to laugh. She's going to be like, this is just not effective. Well, this is not going to work. Along those lines, I get annoyed that the... I feel like it's a very man-written. Yes! <laughs> so yes, those are my other comments that I feel... First, I had to go with like the realism of like the episode being sure. in the moment, but now that we're going outside of the episode <laughs> and going for the background scenes, yeah, so why are we writing the woman to be helpless and not being able to change her entire... And really thinking she's going to be able to use a wooden spoon What's to turn the damn thing. <laughs> What's a jack? Where does it go? Oh, God. Okay, I do have to admit, I don't think I could change my own tire. I can't either. But I also know I would not put a wooden spoon because a wooden spoon's going to break. And I wouldn't be that like, oh, they made her so helpless in the moment. And Piper's not helpless. I got annoyed. (laughs) Phone conveniently is going to die. I was like, oh my god. I mean, granted, it's the 90s and probably people, I don't know, like car charger. But yeah, but in the 90s, literally, I had a cell phone for emergencies. So I started driving and what? I started driving in 90. 
seven. But I remember my senior year, I remember this very clearly my senior year because my mom and I lived on our own because my dad had to move for a job and I wanted to stay at my high school. So my mom and I lived in an apartment by ourselves. So she was very adamant all the time, which is probably why it's so clear in my memory that I had to have the cell phone in like the gl- like the little console in between the seats. But I was not allowed to use it <laughs> unless of an emergency because it was so damn expensive, even in 99. I don't know if my phone... Like, I, I guess I used to take it out and charge it, but like I didn't use it. So I feel like in 99, you're not as aware of your phone, like having to have a charge as you would now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't of know. course it's something's about to die. I mean, 100%. That's going to be the thing. I was so irritated just because I was like, why the wooden spoon? Why the damn? <laughs> now, granted, like I too could not change a tire. And that's when I'd be like, John, John, help me. Or something to my brother, you know, I, yeah. or like whatever happened to like, uh, why didn't she call the auto club first? Well, that's the thing. Why would she try to change it? If you know you don't know how to change a tire, why would you try it first and call your sisters who should have just come and help you again? But yeah, I would have just called AAA. I I have a AAA card in my car. Like I would have, the minute that happened, I would have called AAA and then I would have called Kevin and been like, hi, this is what's happening. Like I'm here. This is me. Do you want to come hang out or I'm good? Like if I was in that area where I didn't feel safe, I would call them and be like, I'm waiting for AAA. Will you come with and hang out with me or somebody? But yeah. So moral of the story is that Janine and I are Wendigo proof. Yes, we're yeah. proof. Yeah. But again, you go and help your sister. You don't just go sit down at dinner and be like, cool, we'll call her back in 15. As your phone is dying, we'll call her back in 15 minutes. And then they don't. They never do call her back. Do you see her call her back? No. Until the end, she ends up in the hospital. I get so annoyed so with them in this episode. So I have issues <laughs> with the beginning of Okay, episode. but... It's still in the beginning when she starts walking across the field to the like this mystery. The magical stone. <laughs> and it's lit up. It's lit up. And, the most, and I'm, it's on the grass. And I'm like, would it even be steady on the grass? Can you put a telephone booth on grass? Oh <laughs> in this like forest clearing. <laughs> it's lit up. And it's like, oh. It is. It so is. It's like beaconing her to come towards it. <laughs> but, but. I will say they did a very good job of adding suspense, right? Because as she's walking across mm-hmm. the grass and it's all like dark and it's this like light to dark transition, yeah. right? So where she's walking, it's dark and it looks forest. And then when it goes to the telephone booth, it looks like she's like in town square or something like that. Like I just expect it's like a no couple to walk arm in arm right? down this path. Like walk by her like la 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 la. Get your steps in. Look at your Apple watch. It's so silly. Get, get your steps in. So anyway, but that walk that from the the forest area to mm-hmm. the phone booth uh-huh. where you hear the steps and yep. then the cracking of the yep. oh my heart started beating yeah. so fast you do start like i get in that moment oh going, my gosh like, i gotta go i gotta run of course the phone booth's really not gonna and it's funny because she even brings up like at the car like i'll just freeze it's better than mace but then in the moment she runs and hides in this telephone booth where her freezing power doesn't work like when phoebe says in the hospital why didn't you freeze them She's like, it doesn't work outside of the room. I'm like, well, you put yourself in the room. <laughs> You're the one that put yourself in this space where you can't freeze anything. So, yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious because she's like, and then all of a sudden the telephone booth gets knocked over, right? And then there's like this growling, werewolfy, wendigo woman. And she's like, <laughs> and, I was and like, then there's Billy that comes out of nowhere. Be the most awkward guy with a handy dandy so flare awkward. gun. He's the most awkward. 
good too. Like, could you imagine this guy really hunting down anything? Like, I feel like it would. Not I be just like... want to know if the flares that he had conveniently had in his pocket didn't set off. If he had like flame throwing arrows, for example, because <laughs> like he was like in his back pocket. He was just ready. I know. Take... He was ready to take this down. Oh my god. But goodness. it's weird that like he didn't come out sooner. If he's chasing the thing and he sees it, I don't know. It all just kind of is a weird little yeah. like thing. Odd. Yeah, yeah. Odd. And then we, okay, so back to, so we go to the hospital. But the cutest little scene, which is an Andy scene for you, I don't know if you caught it, but when uh, Piper's saying I'm AB, is it AB positive or AB negative? Mm-hmm. I forget. Yeah. She's which a- one is it? I, I, it's AB. positive or negative. It's AB. And then Andy goes, I'm the perfect donor. And the face he makes it through oh. in that moment is the cutest little thing. Like, it's such a little, small little moment, but... It was super cute. He was cute the whole episode. <laughs> he was really he was cute like, the, the whole episode. He was episode. tending to the girls, why he wasn't su- uh, surprised that Prue was there. I mean, the whole entire... Even even with that frisky FBI detective uh-huh. that had hungry eyes Ashley for him. Fallon. Oh, please. The way he, like, subdued her animal... I don't know what the heck kind of behavior she was projecting. He was just... just <laughs> always, always Andy. Speaking of Andy and her, she says something to him about, oh, you didn't blink an eye when I said creature. And Andy says, recent experience has taught me to keep an open mind. And I was like, that was so perfect. Because it just shows like how he's really paying attention and how he's noticed all these things coming that have happened that aren't normal. (laughs) Like that can't be explained in normal life. I like how they accounted for blood type. Super into the blood type. I know. And I love how he's like, why can't I remember if it's negative or positive? That's going to drive me nuts. I should have written it down. I know it's AB, but the fact that he's like, all of them have this blood type. And then he has that blood type. He's like, I shouldn't be alone. I have this blood type. I think Um, my sister has that blood type. I guess it's super rare. So she's listening this, yelling at us, going, it's either positive or negative. Yeah, my sister. (sighs) I visited her. What is your blood type? I'm I'm O positive. I'm the universal donor. I'm A. A plus. Really? Yes. So if anything should happen, I'm here for you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I can give you. You're my perfect donor. (laughs) Perfect donor. My perfect donor. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna go away from the Wendigo for like a quick little minute, but we're gonna go back because we have to address the Prove Phoebe thing, even though I think it's a super random side story with the. But I kept thinking so. A Phoebe of all places to work, like she realizes that at the end, but a Phoebe of a person who has premonitions and sees the past and the future should not be working in an auction house. Like of all places that she as a person with that power should not work is that. And I kept thinking like, oh, can you imagine if she ever walked into like a consignment store or like a oh, secondhand man. store and she picked up, I like this dress. Oh no, I can't buy that dress. Like not gonna Could happen. you think of any job that she could work safely? Seriously. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't work in the medical field. She couldn't work in education. She could I mean, maybe I, be a librarian. But, but don't you think... <laughs> but then she could tell you what books they should read. I mean, I feel like in some ways, there's some jobs her power to really help her. But I think... In, Andy's assistant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Being a detective. I think there's ways, and there might be something in the future this will make sense, but I think there's ways where her power really helps and <gasps> would be great as a job. Oh my gosh. But, my eyes are sparkling because I, I sense something. I know, I but... It. I don't want to give you No, more. you can't give me anything. Now Now I'm mulling because like, what am I missing? No, I can't see her doing anything. I can't see her doing anything You don't think all. there's anything that her powers would help with doing? Why just, like, I mean, crime work. That's it. That's it? Well, just crime work? I mean, right. I'm a little short-sighted because right. I've got Andy on my mind. It's all about Andy. I mean, all this episode, it, he so is like this. It's funny how his partner is nowhere to be seen. Daryl is just like, nah. He's not even anywhere to be seen. It's just this 
Agent Fallon, who apparently is the only one in the FBI that's chasing this creature thing. And then she's totally obsessed with him, which part of me is like, do you think she's obsessed with him because she actually really likes him? Or is she obsessed with him just because she really wants to kill him? I think because of that that chase comment, the thrill of the chase. Oh, okay. You know, I I could see that. Yeah, I kind of got to that, like where she could see that this was just going to be something where he would not give way too easily. So do you think she was trying to kill him or do you think she was trying to turn him into a Wendigo? I think she wanted a Wendigo. I do? I don't know, because they went the end, they're like, she didn't cut out his heart, but she obviously was making the cuts around his heart, so I'm always like, she's trying to turn him into one, because, or is she just trying to kill him? But then, but it kind of felt like she liked him at the same time, so why is she She killing him? She did. She did. I think that there was, there was, I think if he was more responsive to her pursuit, I think things would have went differently. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe she just felt like he wasn't going for her, and so that wasn't going to work out. Because he does. I mean, she keeps bringing up, like, oh, did you go here with Piper's sister? Did you do this? Mm -hmm. And then her, like, comment about she doesn't care anything about sex. It was weird. Or she's like, I only want sex now. And she's like, where were you in college? But, like, that was such a weird comment. I'm like, does that really fit the Wendigo character? Like, this is an odd comment right now. Are you just trying to see where he's going to say after you say this? Like, I I don't understand why she's says that in that moment. Oh my goodness. But like apparently a Wendigo doesn't care about love, only wants to have sex with their iced heart. I don't know. She's, it was, just the whole like premise of this character and how she was, I mean, you could tell, like my first thing was like, oh, she's the Wendigo. How she just happened to appear. When did you realize she was the Wendigo? Like Like, super early. Like, in the hospital, like, or it, I mean, like when she first came out, I was like Wendigo. Okay, girl. so at the hospital yeah. when she first yeah. walks in, yeah. and she's like, "I'm FBI." That's when yeah. you realize she yeah. was a Wendigo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was super suspicious. But then that's just I, me. Like when I write, you know, character development. Yeah. You know, you only have forty-five minutes to an hour, so the bad guy has to come soon. Yeah. So you can get. So that's why sh- it was more eeny, meeny, miny, mo than some cool deductive reasoning. I don't, like and it. I do feel like in that. That first scene, I don't think she's super obvious that she is. So I think that is more deductive reasoning. But I think as it goes, she gets very obvious that it's her. Like, yeah. she's not even hiding it anymore. Like, when she, they go to see Piper, and she's obviously not feeling well. And she looks at her arm, and she looks at her like, you're the only one to survive this. And then also the, um, it's a human during the day. And she's like, that's new. And they, like, exchange this, they, like, exchange yeah, this it's look. Weird. And I'm just like... You are so being obvious and guilty right now. Like, you're not hiding this well. But haven't you, like, heard about, like, real criminals being, like, suggestive of their criminal acts? Or is that just, like, on CSI stuff? I I thought I've heard that. Where they're, like, I mean, like, real bad people will, like, hint to their wrongdoings. Ooh, I'm getting, like, chills. I I hate thinking about stuff like that. But I feel, I I, I hate true crime. As we just, we said before this podcast, we both hate scary things. (laughs) But I feel like the criminals, they're doing it for notoriety in some sort of way. So they probably do sort of want some attention for what they're doing. I mean, it's definitely a sense of pride. It's definitely a sense of, like, so I could see it, maybe. I know it's super creepy, but I feel like it's super intriguing to me. And I think mostly because I really just like understanding humans and I love oh. understanding their brains. I don't like crying. Okay. The I don't want to hide in my sweater. Oh, I like, just can't. The Dahmer thing that came oh out on Netflix. Did I you don't, watch it? No, because I'm terrified of watching watch it. And I'm going to have nightmares and yeah. living like when Kevin's out of town. Like, I don't, I can't be in a bed with just the dog and after watching that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. Anything true crime. Yeah. My sister Alexis loves true crime. She can talk about it all like, the time. I can do like a, I don't know. Like I like them, but I have to watch them on appropriate timing and I can't be alone. Like I, I, 
Because, okay, so the, what was it, two nights ago? I'm laying in bed and Truffle just got up, sat up in bed, ears up, staring at the hall, because I have a hallway that leads to my bedroom door, staring at the hallway, growling under his breath. Did you go under the bed? I was just like... <laughs> you crawl right under the bed? I didn't know what to do, because I'm like listening really oh intently. Gosh. I'm like, do I hear anything? No. So I have an alarm, right? The alarm's set. I have these shutters that come... I mean, my house is like Fort Knox, as you could have Fort Knox. But as possible as the house could be Fort Knox, that's my house. But... I was like, what is happening? And then I've decided it's a ghost. I mean, it's a new house. I don't really think how I'd have a ghost, but I don't know what else to attribute it to because there wasn't anything in the house, but it freaked me out. You did it all wrong. Okay, the Jackie method to avoid scary. As soon as you hear something, you get under the bed and you hide. Because it's a perpetrator. You're already settled in. You don't have to worry about the sheets giving you away. The dog's already lost interest. I'm telling you, the minute you hear something, you go under, under the, the bed. bed under but the I didn't bed. hear anything. I only heard truffle oh growling. Oh my God. Like, let the dog growl. Get your ass under the bed. All right, next time I'll climb under the bed. Oh my it's God. probably dust bunny. Like, I get my house clean, but I'm still sure there's dust bunnies care. under there. Just hope that you don't sneeze. Like, oh, have a flare gun now that we've learned flare guns keep bad things away well apparently it keeps wendigos away i don't know if it's gonna keep someone with a gun away i don't know i should get some flare gun because i don't want a gun gun but i'll totally get a flare gun <laughs> I, I, my, my go-to right under the bed okay. i hide right, All right there truffle sorry dude like it might take you under the bed with me but then you're gonna growl and give us away i'm not sure how to work that out i love you but i don't know i'm staring at these cute little eyes staring back at me like why are you leaving me on the bed i mean the worst <laughs> that could happen right is like i figure okay the kids walk and they're like, Mommy, I need some water. I'm like, peekaboo, we're playing hide and seek. I can play it off. I love that you're like, I'm under the bed. The kids are, I don't know what the kids are doing, but like, I'm under the bed. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I don't oh worry about God. it. It's survival. So what do you think of the whole, like, turning into something the night? Because we just had this, what was that, the double blood moon that was last Beautiful. week? Beautiful. But... The whole concept of things happening and around the full moon. And they always say, like, you know, you feel certain ways. And I think I do. Like, I think I cert- sense people can be more stressed during a full oh moon. Goodness. Or people can be... I always feel that things are slightly a little bit extreme <laughs> on a full moon, to Could lack be. of a better word. So I always think when I watch these things, like, I wonder if there's... That's why I don't I don't know the whole background of why like they say things happen on the full moon, but like then we have all these other moons that happen that people are like, oh yeah. So I think there's some weird connection or some cosmic connection between. Of course, well maybe like the moon is energy, right? I mean overall. I'm not really a moon expert. I'm neither am I. (laughs) Blue moon, (laughs) not moonshine. There might be something coming up at the blue moon as well. You know what's crazy? <laughs> is we were watching Practical Magic, the kids and I, uh-huh. and they'd never seen that movie before. Okay. I said, it's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And they're like, oh, we want to see a scary movie. So I'm like, let's watch Practical Magic. And it's a love story with like maybe two scary movies. I was going to say, of all things to call Practical Magic, I don't think I'd call it a scary movie. Halloween but, movie. <laughs> but that part where it's like blood on the moon, blood on the moon. That was creepy because you saw that. Like there was, yeah. a, it was kind yeah. of nuts. That was so. I was last week. Uh, yeah, last, last weekend. It, it was, was completely yeah. unintentional. But I was like, oh, that's kind of a blood on the moon. So of course the kids are like, oh, who's the dead guy? <laughs> 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 they were all like, freak. 
well, really, Bella mostly. <laughs> but it was it was crazy, crazy coincidence. That but yes, yeah, a weird coincidence. It was nuts. Um. So what did you? Th- okay. So uh, Piper's transition into the Wendigo, where she's like sweet, because Piper's a sweet little you know thing. So I think it's interesting that they chose Piper's character to be the one they turned into this mean character or this because we have Piper who is worried that because she's now a witch that she's now a bad person and so that's the character and the other two didn't have that same struggle so now you've chosen that character that has this struggle to then turn into this character that is basically killing people that are basically killing people with good hearts right so I thought it was an interesting choice that they chose Piper I thought it was hilarious that they chose Piper because it's so out of nature (laughs) her outbursts were oh my god the outbursts (laughs) I mean, it was it it wasn't meant to be funny. I mean, everybody, it's so hilarious. Okay, the screw you, bitch. Every time she says that, I burst out laughing. I can't help it. So just like wow, yeah. And I, I do. I mean, I have to attribute it to Holly's acting, like the versatility she can give in any performance. Like she does it so well. Yeah. But it also brings, and I think that's the whole thing about Charmed is even in the like deeper moments Mm -hmm. they bring out the comedy. So I don't, I don't know if it was. I don't know if the director intended it to be or she intended it to be totally comedy like in those moments but it does so but I think it gives you that because you're like oh crap like she's she's getting ruined like something's yeah. happened to her no, she has the blood that. of the yeah. wendigo but also it's like it still makes you giggle <laughs> like I'm sorry but honestly the screw you bitch is like my favorite part of it, the whole episode it was, great. <laughs> it was great I thought that was just the perfect because you could see you could she did a great job showing like the right? the inner turmoil that she was going through with like the good piper and this toxic blood that's going through she did a right. really good job with that but just that outburst where it was just so random and she's uh-huh. I just died I was like wait what oh my god <laughs> I started I laughing <laughs> She's like, oh, you're so smart like, to Prue. <laughs> just the things they come out with. That was awesome. But I do like, it, I did kind of feel the same about Prue in that moment. She's like, well, didn't you check this? And I'm like, we don't know Latin. Like, what are you talking about? So They're funny. all like, she's like, well, why didn't you check this? Um, Because uh, how would we know check that? But I felt like Prue. Like, I was like, no, at all sassy like that. Like, I could see my sisters responding to me that way. Because I'm like, hello, so obvious. <laughs> it's Latin spelled out right here. So what possibly could hello it's this play this day you know i'm i'm obnoxious like that yeah so part of like piper's outburst and then i'm like well well i don't know if that's totally the way to go because i feel kind of like well okay fine like sure you know that but i wasn't Um, expecting her to fully transform that was surprising i did not expect that and then when she just like pulls her hand off so the pulling the hand off every obviously seen it a bunch of times but every time she pulls it off i'm like what? Is that pipe go to something? Like, is yeah. that going to cause a problem in the house? That is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, too. And then the other thing that's, like, really bugging me is that, like, they always vanish, right? There's, like, no remnant of anything of the, like, the good deeds that oh. they've done. Like, the bad guy always just kind of... But that they clean vanishes. up after themselves. <laughs> I, but I just don't, I need to understand, like, but, for closure. But the whole thing <laughs> is, but it's supposed to be that no one's supposed to know about the demons and all that. They're okay. supposed to, it's supposed to be a secret. Like, human Humans aren't supposed to know that there's evil. Okay, but evil. they have cells. <laughs> right? like, like, think about... Well, there have, there's been dust before. Okay. <laughs> but th- why... So why is that not, like, congruent? Like, I don't why, know. Why don't we... Ha- why do we have some that leave dust um, particles and some that... 
is it does this come out this or am is, I just really no looking? this is the charm part you just have to like go cool 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 because there yeah there's just, things that don't always totally line up and you're like but but uh fine it's fine it's magic it's fine you I'm like trying to, to analyze this different species like okay if you're like <laughs> warlock you leave you dust, dust? <laughs> but if you're not a war and you work for somebody in hell then you leave you van- just vanish so the wendigo is from the hell strain, right? <laughs> because the Wendigo okay. vanished. Is this? Am I, I not like, onto something? <laughs> I can't even tell you if you're onto something because I don't think there's any real logic there. But I like that you've put this into buckets, so yes. I'm gonna go with your now buckets on how people and see we we can track it and see how well it it lines <gasps> up. We could put this in a graph. We could do. I put it in love a graph. graphs and I you, love I spreadsheets. Hate and- Excel, so it's oh, all you. I love it. Like Excel is my nemesis. I, I hate it, it so much. I hate any. I feel like I feel like someone's gonna come after me out of like Microsoft, but like, oh I gosh. can't stand. I'm such an Apple girl. I hate all oh, like what? Microsoft products. If someone says pivot table, I'm gonna start blushing. <laughs> all right, what? I'm leaving you to the pivot table because that is not my forte at all. Like I love Adobe products because I can no rules. Oh, I think that's it. You're so artsy. I hate rules <laughs> in general. <laughs> And Excel has way too many roles for me. Oh, there is a lot. <laughs> Those are formulas. They're fun. Oh, I hate are... them. I want to do my own thing. I want to make it do what I want to do. Like, I want it to be Janine style and not you have to tell me what I have to do. Rules oh my. are my least favorite thing in the world. When someone Rules goes F of me. X, I'm like, what? <laughs> you, you frisky thing. <laughs> you're, you're... I mean, this makes sense because you're the, you're, you're the one that checks the list and I am not the one that checks the list. So it totally makes sense that you're like Excel fan and I am. But you make the list. You start with like, this is this is what you need to do for me. I do make do, the do, list, do, do, do. but this is my own list. I don't have to follow anyone's rules to make this my list. This is true. This is true. So I will this happily make a list this and give myself or someone else a list. But these are starting with my rules. <laughs> They're not starting with someone else's rules. We see this other side of Janine. <laughs> Okay, so what other there's one other thing I have to say is that okay, so Andy and Agent Fallon walking in the park or whatever in their jackets. Why are their jackets matching? <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Although I have to say this, like I was a little snarky because I was like, there's no chemistry there. You see that there's no chemistry there. And then I thought for sure, like Prue was just going to magically appear and like, you know, tell him I'm a witch and you don't want to be with her. Well, and it was, I mean, speaking of, okay, I know know I've like totally interrupted you, but she's tempted, but did you hear what she said at the end of the episode? I, I wrote, yeah. What did I write it? I think I actually wrote it down. Um, I told him the truth. (laughs) like he was either too stunned to speak or believed me on some level so are we are we setting up some framework here for the big reveal maybe (laughs) (laughs) but i did like that phoebe said maybe he's more open to you being a witch than you thought because that's what we've been saying all along i'm like thank you (laughs) you and i have this whole time have been like maybe oh my god just tell him if we said it in latin Maybe then Prue would be like, I get it. <laughs> let's go. Let's do this thing. Because, oh my gosh. Yeah. Was <laughs> I think overall the episode was good. I didn't think we could apply it too much to real life except for maybe bad date. Right? <laughs> bad date. Yeah, really, really bad date. <laughs> but I think all in all we did. Uh, I think the, the show was really good. I loved how, um you know, it showed versatility in Piper's character, of course. I loved how at the end, though, uh, when Phoebe 
really came full circle and she was like, I quit because I can't do this job. <laughs> yeah. I loved how she did And I love the fact that Prue totally accepted it. I love that too because it wasn't like she, I mean, she literally took control of that situation. Yeah. She's like, this is why. And it wasn't like, I'm just going to hold, because I, I feel like I'm the kind of person a lot of times that will be like, I'll just make it work. I'll just ignore my own feelings. Yes. I'll just, it's just me. Same. I'll get through it. I'll get through it. And, but she was just like, no, this is not going to work. I'm going to quit right now. Like, and I think that's it too because she really presented her case and what is Prue going to say? She's not going to be like, you can't say anything to that. You're like, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. So. I think it was a good end to the whole episode. Yeah. Just some projections for next time, however. I feel like Piper is super love hungry and she's looking (laughs) for love anywhere and in anything and even even that weird what's what was his name billy billy she even like almost tried to procure a a thing but i also think billy was really i think she was drawn to him with his feelings for her like i think it wasn't like she really liked him or felt anything for him but i I think because he was just like oh you remind me and and he called her pretty or whatever beautiful i don't remember what he said but like i feel like she was drawn to just him giving her the attention more than like actually that's so dangerous for girls that's so dangerous for anybody it's dangerous and i don't like that like when he said that he uh, was reminded of his fiance. Uh-huh, in her uh-huh. that bugged the hell out of me i don't like it either it's like if i heard that i'd be like that's creepy it like i don't want to remind you of someone you used to love that's creepy right right no and so speaking of piper when i was looking through all the um synopsis when i was going to use the quote was piper's neurotic charm and i just was like that is that's like the perfect explanation of her yeah. in one little thing especially in this episode too so um my my uh foreshadowing is is that i think of the way that the girls fall for the way that they get their love, right? I think Piper's going to be first because she wants it so badly. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you with no facial cues yet again, and I'm staring even harder. <laughs> you know, the harder you push me, the more stronger I get to not show you anything. She's got her own superpowers, her own witchy work happening. Um, okay, well, it's, I try. It's the Janine Vault. Oh. The vault. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we have another episode coming up, so more and more. Well, as it goes along, you'll see. I just want to know: is Leo coming back? Stop making the no face face. (laughs) The blank emoji. I I am the emoji with the no mouth. Yes, just the eyes and the no mouth. Yes, (laughs) I thought Leo and her were gonna like. I thought he would be back by now. I felt like he was going to come back. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to give you at this moment. I'm just going to stay with my vault and we're going to end you the just episode have before you keep you pressuring have... me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Wendigo. Hopefully we never run into one in our lives. I might have met one, but that's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Story to come. Wendigo, story to come. I might have been the Wendigo this morning before coffee. Or Jackie is the Wendigo. <laughs> I need to stay away from her during the full moon. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening to our craziness. <laughs> and we will here see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, wait. The podcast is on the Anchor app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as Charmed and Bubbly. Like, subscribe, and rate. Follow, like, and comment on our social media on Instagram as at Charmed and Bubbly Pod and our Twitter at Charmed underscore Bubbly. 
We know that Charmed has a huge fan base, so we would love all of you to share your thoughts and comments on our social media. Use it as your own forum to connect to fellow fans and tell us how these episodes affected you then and now.